This podcast is brought to you by Florence Filter, the leading company in air filters. They care about your air and have been since 1971. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. If you're trying to learn about entrepreneurship, this is the podcast for you. Today, our podcast features Maureen Stockton and her journey through building company brands and startup companies. Beginning with the startup company, Jack's Pacific, Maureen has come to develop her own companies, Home Inspirations and Forme. Maureen will be sharing her story of where she started and the decision she made to get where she is today. Welcome, Maureen. Thank you, Brandon. Happy to be with you. So, Maureen, tell us about where you graduated from UCLA, I believe, and, and how your first ideas of what you wanted your career to, to look like. Sure. I graduated from UCLA with a degree in political science and business administration, which meant that I thought I was going to go to law school, but realized I wanted to make money. And I, when I was at UCLA, I founded the Undergraduate Entrepreneur Association, so that I could bring in founders of companies, hear their stories, learn how they did things, because I knew eventually I wanted to start my own company. So let's let's back but up. I, you actually started the entrepreneur program at UCLA. Uh, it was a club, and, and yes, I did. And and uh, it was a club where we had a couple hundred members who said we're not interested in going to work for big businesses. Someday we want to have our own business. And so we would select local entrepreneurs to come in and share their stories about how they founded their company, what were their biggest challenges, and some words of advice. And one of those companies actually hired me when I graduated. Which company was that? Uh, It was a company called SoftCat, and they distributed educational and entertainment software. So I can imagine when you started this, that was not the goal to get hired, obviously, right, as you were doing it. But it just turned out that you were trying to do something you were passionate about and then all of a sudden found yourself in, in your start of your career path. Is that right? <laughs> Brandon, I wish that that were the case. It's the opposite. I knew that I didn't have the GPA to get hired by one of the big fancy brand companies and I had to create my own opportunities. And I knew I could do that with smaller companies. So it was a combination of wanting to learn for the future, but also creating opportunities for myself in the moment. I wanna go back to, um, as you, especially as you talk about moments, I wanna talk about as you started this entrepreneur club and you know i'm thinking there's other college kids listening to this and they want to start their own program or their own clubs and i can imagine you had some challenges as you as you tried to get this started you probably had a little bit of rejection as you were trying to get this thing building can you tell us about what that was like as you were starting this club on campus here's the greatest gift 
as a college student, I call it the golden ticket, like will it, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. When you are a college student and you say, hi, I'm so-and-so and I'm attending UCLA or whatever university, I'd like some advice. That opens up every door because anyone in business wants to help someone in college. So my greatest lesson learned was take advantage of that position and time and take advantage of being a college student because everybody wants to help you. I and you're not a nuisance, you're not a burden. People love helping college students. I 100% agree. Part of the way we started this pod- podcast was with uh, college students. So let me fast forward then. So you created this, you end up getting hired. Um, you knew you had to do something like this in order to, to start your career. And you worked for a while. And then at some point, you probably had to have some type of roadblock or something that you found to to keep you from where you really wanted to go, which is where you're at now. But what? Tell me about like the roadblocks that you've had along the way. Like what what was it that pushed you over into becoming a successful uh, brand entrepreneur? Uh, I, I think there were a couple of things that happened. There's what's great about working for a small company, which is what I did when I graduated, is that you can grow as quickly as you want to grow. There aren't a lot of um, the typical corporate structures where you go in and you're at one level and six months later you might get a promotion and there's a track planned out and you know where you're going over a five-year period. In a small company, it's so dynamic that if you've got the attitude, uh, you can hop in and make a lot of uh, things happen quickly. The downside of that, there's not a lot of coaching. There's not a lot of structure. And so I found after three years I was making great money, but I had no one to coach me on operations and finance. So I was getting great experience in sales, but not in forecasting and operations. And I knew that to have my own company, I needed that background. So I either needed to go get an MBA or go work at a company that would train me in my area of weakness. So were you and able to I get? Like me, sorry, I like. Go ahead. So were you able? So, sorry. So were you able to get um, some some mentorship at this new at the company that you were working for? Did you find some good people that you could uh, connect with that helped you? There was one, Joanne was the CFO, and she was helping me a bit with forecasting, but she had her hands full uh, with the company itself. And so it was actually my stepmother was getting her MBA at Pepperdine at the time, and she helped me put together my first big customer presentation. Wow. So uh, not only were you kind of entrepreneur, you reached out to family, which I think you know, a lot, especially a lot of young people wouldn't think, okay, I'm going to ask my family to help me get into another place, especially like a, a stepmother in a sense. But maybe that yeah. was something that, you know, had had appeared or, or came on your plate. And then that kind of makes me think about another kind of subject I want to talk about. So you think about corporate positions and you were doing this a couple of years back and there was, you know, a lot of women on our podcast have asked about, um, you know, roadblocks that they've specifically had 
because of also uh, having a family role and, and building a family. And so one of the things that, you know, we've all been wondering is like, how do you do all this? I mean, maybe your stepmom helped with some of this mentorship or guidance, but how do you do all this and have a family at the same time? Um, I, I like the notion that young women today are completely blowing up the notion of having to have it all, having to do it all, because it, it doesn't happen. And I look at things that um, you, you create priorities. And I think it's virtually impossible for a woman of childbearing age to succeed in corporate America. Uh, it's, the, the, it's stacked against her because there's no support in terms of child care. There's no support in terms of if you've got to travel for a trip, what do you do with your child? Can you bring your child along? It's, it's nearly impossible unless you have support at home. You know, my, my hope is, as you say this, it makes me think, um, my hope is that there's some creative college kids listening to this. They realize that's, that's what the challenge is, right? That, that is a challenge. How, how could you do both? How can you have your cake and eat it too? And so, and, and go ahead. Brandon, I agree, and that's where I think this gen, this, the kids in college now, and I will call them kids, uh, but the students in college now, I think are our greatest hope for women in business. And it's because you know, you saw your parents sacrifice, you saw what they did to the family dynamic, and you can be different. And you can start a company and say, we are going to value family time, we're going to value kindness, we're going to value what you need in order to be successful. I have the greatest hope now of any student in college to make this change. I can tell and I'm feeling inspired just by hearing you speak about these different subjects. I'm curious if there's mantras or um, things that you've lived your life by to to have this feeling because I can't imagine it's always been that way. I can't imagine Marina is like a 12 year old girl growing up that you always were inspiring, but there probably was a point in life where you, like, as you mentioned, you know, you realize that you have to push in order and learn and get mentorships and have mentors to help you uh, become an inspirational person. So now is there a mantra or um, inspirational guide that you that you think about as you live your life and you run your career? Yes, and, and it sits on my desk and it's etched in glass and it says it can be done. I love and it. Anytime I doubt it, I would just look at that and remember it can be done. How many times a day do you look at that actually, that actually. <laughs> it, it's on my desk every day and anytime I feel overwhelmed and I think oh my gosh this is impossible nobody's ever done this and then I think so I can't lose because nobody's ever done it so what's the downside what's interesting about that is that you know I've found that the most successful people that I've interviewed on my podcast regularly look at a mantra or they read their goals like i've i've started reading my goals twice a, twice a day before 
before I get to work and, you know, before I go to sleep at night, it puts me in the right mindset. But now I'm even imagining just having something on my desk that has a daily mantra just to remind you things like it can be done. And just because it hasn't happened in the past doesn't mean it can't happen in the future. So I'm guessing there is a moment that you feel very proud of because you were maybe self self doubting that something could be done. And then all of a sudden you accomplished it. So tell me about your proudest business moment or your proudest accomplishment that you've had in the last five or six years. Uh, gosh, there are a few. And, and the reason I say that is I try to celebrate every win. And the reason I do that, and we have in the office, we have a yay trophy that I got. Uh, it's a little um, fake gold trophy that says yay. And anytime something good happens, we bring out the yay trophy and kind of celebrate. And it sounds so cheesy, but there are so many difficult times in a day or in a business that to celebrate any win is fantastic. And so it's hard for me to say the best, but I would say when we start, when we opened up the website and we started selling product and the first order came in from somebody I didn't know. So you've, you had some products sold to some people you knew in your immediate network. And then all of a sudden somebody came out of the blue and you're like, wow, I had this aha moment. Like this actually can be done. I'm like reading your, your oh, yeah. mantra over and over and again. But. Yeah. No, when, when somebody parts with their money to say, I believe in this product and it's worth me paying for, it's, it's incredible. I'm in awe and it, it, it totally resonates with our listeners and things that we had personally been thinking about over our career and it's just excited to hear about that. This next section, um, I always call it rapid fire and basically what I like to do the, um, the, the uh, podcast just uh, – Upload it for a second. Hold on one quick second. Sure. Okay, so this next section is called um, Rapid Fire. And basically, the way Rapid Fire works is I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, and then very quickly, I want to have like your first gut reaction to how we play a part in your response. So for example, if I ask you a quick question, it's like a one or one set, one word or one sentence answer. And so I would love to hear uh, some of your thoughts on some of these quick questions. Sometimes we use these in the podcast, sometimes we don't. Okay, so uh, real quick, what is your favorite book to read right now? Uh, I just read Building a Brand Story by Donald Miller. How did you and find the book? Best book I've read. How did you find the book? Uh, I always check the books. There's a bookstore. I go on Amazon for the latest business books. And this one, I think Donald did a great job of explaining how to tell your story, whether it's about yourself or your brand. And he breaks it down into hero, villain, um, secret weapon, and who's the oracle. So you've got you know, Luke Skywalker and you've got Obi-Wan and he's credible because 
he was Jedi. And he teaches Luke how to use his lightsaber. And for building a brand that's important to make your customer the hero, your product is their secret weapon. I can't wait to read about that. All right, so now I'm going to throw you a curveball. What is the worst financial mistake that you've ever made in your career? Oh, boy. Um, worst financial mistake in my career. I, I, from a personal business uh, or personal investing. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you from a business standpoint. I was seeking the lowest cost manufacturer for a product. So year one, when I had home inspirations, I did six million in revenue, got a little bit overconfident and said, I want more money in my pocket. I'm going to go from the most expensive manufacturer to the least expensive. Aren't I good? I'm going to make more money. I paid dearly for that mistake. Because if somebody's offering the lowest price, their quality is lower, their reliability is lower. And I was dealing with Target and I had to ship an order to them. And they penalize you if your order is, if your product isn't on time on shelf. And they charge you for the opportunity cost of lost sales. Well, my manufacturer didn't have good financing. He was late in getting the product shelf. Target charged me. So any money I thought I was going to make in increased margins, I lost because of uh, them being unreliable. What was the um, best financial advice personally you ever received? Don't invest in depreciating assets. So that means don't think a car is an investment. <laughs> because the minute you get that new car and drive it off a lot, it loses 10, 15% of its value. Okay, thank you for playing uh, rapid fire with us. Um, I want to have the listeners have an opportunity to hear about Forme. Can you talk to us a little bit about the company? What's the what's the uh, mission and vision for Forme? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, I love shoes and I love wearing great shoes. And I hate it if my feet hurt when I wear some nice shoes. And so I invented the Forme Shoe Shaper which combines the function of stretching and shaping. So you can make any drill as quickly as an hour. You insert it in, uh, expand it a little bit, it'll stretch the toe box, you pop it out, put them on your feet, your toes aren't smashed, you get home, you pop them back in, and it keeps your shoes looking brand new. It keeps the wrinkles out, it prolongs your investment in those shoes. Was this a, a problem that you you recognize that exists in the world and you're like, I need to fix this somehow? Yes. I uh, noticed one day that my husband gets dressed from the top down, meaning, hey, this is going to look good. I'm going to wear this shirt, these pants, and, oh, these shoes work with it. I get dressed from my telephone up. I look at my schedule for the day, figure out how long I have to be on my feet, what shoes I can wear for that period of time, and then I pick an outfit. And I thought, this sucks. I, I want to dress with total freedom and not worry about my feet hurting. So that's why I thought I needed something to make the shoes more comfortable. Is this something that you think college kids walking around campus all the time, would this be something that would be helpful to them? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I would say because a lot of women wear flats on campus and they can pinch 
Uh, they'll wear shoes for parties and their feet are killing them or for formals. And then especially for job interviews, we've got a lot of uh, girls on campus uh, using the product. Um, what Any new products coming out that you're excited about? Uh, yeah. We started, we're making uh, the product for women with small feet and larger feet. So when I did my initial market survey, we looked at 80% of the market, women were size six and a half to 10 and a half. We realized there's a significant demand for larger and smaller, so we're in production now. If you are a uh, consumer and you're looking to, to buy these shoes or buy shoes in general, you know, they don't really know how everything works. They don't know how the manufacturing takes place. They don't know the marketing that you have to put into it, the overall cost of what it costs you to massively produce a shoe or how to even start it from an infrastructure um, point of view. Most consumers just see it as a price and they, they see the shoe, they like it, they do not like it. Is there any way that consumers or people in general should be thinking about uh, products as they, as they, is there anything you would want them to know? Like, I would just say like the, the knowledge of knowing what goes behind these shoes. Is there anything you would want them to know um, other than yeah. what the shoe looks like and what the cost is? Sure. So we're, we're making, actually, we're not making shoes. We're making a device that works in any shoe to stretch and shape so that they're more comfortable and get rid of foot pain. So uh, we work in any shoes from uh, pointy toe to round toe flats or heels. Uh, but I spent four years developing this product, and the reason is there wasn't anything on the market like this, and the closest thing hasn't been updated in a hundred years. So if you think about what women's shoes looked like in the 19 early 1900s, as we were trying to get the vote, the suffragettes were wearing thick leather boots. We're not wearing that today, and there wasn't a product that addressed modern shoes and modern women's needs that makes sense so it was four it was four years in the making because i wanted one product that worked in every shoe style uh, much more challenging than men's shoes which are a pretty uniform style as we uh wrap up and i'm, I'm just thinking about the kind of a couple questions that i want to ask you about um is there any advice you would tell our listeners um as they want to get their career started and and be their own entrepreneurs is there any 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 words of wisdom that you might have for them uh, do it and um the one the one bit of advice is go work for someone else first learn your strengths learn your weaknesses and surround yourself not with friends but with people who complement your weaknesses and strengths awesome um, well, Maureen, I really appreciate you being here with us today. I would love um, for you just to give a way that um, our listeners can go online and look for your, your products or your brand or your company. What's the best way for them to you know, either get in contact with you or your brand? or like, What's the best way for people to follow up with you if there's an interest in some of the work that you guys are doing? Great. Yeah. Please visit our website. It's formaycomfort.com, F-O-R-M-E-C-O-M-F-O-R-T.com, and you can contact me. There's a quick little thing to send uh, contact, check out our product, check out what we're doing, and give me your feedback. 
I, I love, you know, positive, negative, but that's the only way to grow. Thank you, Maureen. Really appreciate it. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens podcast, and we appreciate you listening. Thank you, Brandon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please stay tuned for the long version to release this Friday.